You're listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley. Hi, it's Chris and Susan Beasley here with another episode of Living the Retirement Lifestyle, where we have some lovely fireside chats with friends and entrepreneurs we've known over the years. And today we have another good friend of ours who actually is in the UK, although she heralds from down under. (laughs) So Kylie Anderson, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it's just lovely, lovely, lovely to have you because we, we, Chris and I were talking about this this morning and going back in time to where we first met. I think it's almost a decade ago. Don't say that. I'm in denial. I know. <laughs> but here's the thing. What I think is super relevant for our listeners and our, our viewers is that you came into the world of online entrepreneurship without any knowledge of that just a burning desire to do something so tell us how take us back and tell us how you got started and then we'll bring you forward to what you're doing now yeah cool brilliant thank you so much um yeah and I'm in denial because you know it's only four months until my 50th so I'm ignoring no. that fact right now <laughs> you can join the you can join the retiree entrepreneurs I know I can join your club now I'm like going backwards I said to mum I'm only turning 40 I'm going backwards I'm not getting older um so yeah so my journey started so obviously um most people don't know me on this platform so I come from obviously Australia so um, I left Australia when I was 27 now and I've stopped counting that as well (laughs) (laughs) I only come over for six months and I've now been here over 20 years Um, but I came over because I left a relationship and I just wanted something I knew there was a spark in me that wanted something different Um, and that started with travel so it was travel that got me kick-started around the globe And then, of course, I fell into that trap of like, oh, when you want to travel loads, guess what? You need money. (laughs) So I got into the corporate space in London. I started working in London and built my career up in um, corporate sales. So um, I was behind the scenes a lot doing project management. And then I found my feet when I landed in a state agency Um, and I built a really successful sales career and then moved up to be a branch manager for over six years in real estate. Um, So I've done millions of dollars worth of deals. um, And that got me set up for selling anything, basically, (laughs) um, when you're doing property deals. Um, And then I left um, that. I was burnt out, exhausted and sick of working other people's businesses. Um, And I'd started my first foray into the entrepreneurial space when I went to the National Cheapest Congress. That was my turning point. Yes, that was that was like, oh, that was my eye opener to going, hey, there's all this stuff going on out here. And I'm just working with my head down 60 hours a week. Um, I ask you a question there. So what made you decide to go to that event? Was there something that happened? Uh, Do you know, I think it was um, I was getting restless in real estate and I didn't quite know what I wanted to do next. Um, Someone had mentioned, I I think I got dragged there by someone else, if I remember correctly. Um, And I was like, why am I going to this event? But that definitely kickstarted my event scenario. Um, And it was one of the best things because, you know, I always say now surround yourself with different people doing different things because it sparks ideas. And that was definitely, I got up on stage, listening to people on stage, just going, wow, you know, there's this internet marketing thingy, there's this property thingy. And it was weird because I was in the real estate space. You would think I was doing deals, but you never had time. You never had time to build your own stuff. Um, And I was just always flat out working someone else's business that I never really 
thought about my own journey. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the definitely the big turning point. And then the second turning point came after I left um, left real estate and got into headhunting and recruitment. So I worked across the construction industry, and that was to get my weekends back. So the goal of that was to try and because I tried to. Um, downsize my job if you've ever tried to downsize your job it doesn't work people Mm -hmm. go you're too qualified Um, all I wanted was a casual nine to five something I could just come in go home and start to build something on the side Um, and that didn't work so I ended up in headhunting but it meant I got my weekends back Um, but my break in that was only a year in when I looked at my boss who come in bragging about having his travel card And I'm like, oh, my God, you're bragging about having your travel card. That means you're still coming into work and retirement. And I'm like, I don't want to be you in that time period. Um, And that was my right. It's time to do something serious now. It's time to yeah, start to build my own so that I can get out and have flexibility. So um, as you know, I love to travel. So it was travel and flexibility that I really wanted. Um, And I wanted to start living then. Yeah. So that's brilliant what a brilliant start to your journey and you know I was looking the other day at some of our old memories and I found a photograph at an event of ours that we were running that you came to and you're sat right at the front I was so excited I remember that I was in uh, those blue spotted dress I, I you remember were. that and, and the caption underneath because it was a lot of people were coming into the online business world where they were learning about online businesses and how they could Um, have one make money from them but how they needed to learn the skills to do that and the biggest thing was about belief in themselves and the caption underneath is we will believe in you until you believe in yourself it's true it's the hardest adjustment I think Um, definitely for me the hardest adjustment was leaving the corporate space where you know highly successful very driven you know rewarded for that Going into suddenly, I always say now, don't I? Entrepreneur is a, is definitely a personal development journey for sure. It's not about business because um, suddenly you're like, oh wow, I have to do these things, and you have to not only look after yourself and manage your own time, and no one looks after your paycheck at the end of the month, um, but also you've got to start to you know really value yourself. You have to value your worth, value your knowledge, your skills, everything that you've done. Um, and I think that's definitely I've noticed it in the female space for sure. It's one of the hardest things to do. Um, is to shift over to to realizing what your own worth is yeah so yeah that was my big adjustment and and from a, a busy corporate sales environment to working at home so I've got to know my walls pretty well during lockdown <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they talk back now I've got you know <laughs> oh, did you yeah. so did you start your entrepreneurial journey while you were still employed so you still had your your employment income if you like yeah. while you started uh, for a very short, a very, very short space of time, because I left. Um, so I failed when I first left. Where I forgot to mention that in between when I left. Um, um, well, I didn't really fail. It was a learning curve. But when I left my real estate job, I actually went into Forex trading. I don't know whether you know that. No, so I, I no yeah, I learned, I learned to Forex trade. I'm actually really good Forex trader. <laughs> but um, what I didn't know, and, and this is what you never do, is you don't put all your money into one broker because my broker went into receivership overnight. So I literally lost everything overnight and had to go back to work so that was my first foray into the the working for myself world and and doing all that sort of thing 
Um, but I literally had to go back to work. That's when I went back into recruitment. I was like, okay, I need a job. Like, <laughs> um, because I, uh, yeah, literally it took me seven months to get my money back, but I did get it back, but it just took months to do. Um, but because I'd already had that spark now, then I knew I wasn't going to be, I couldn't do sales anymore. It was weird. I was like, I don't want to be here. Um, I just knew then I had this burning desire to do something for myself. So um, and then, like you said, I then I started to really invest in the online space. And, and I don't think I was. I don't think I stayed in work very long. Yeah. I know I went to a few events and things like that while I was still at work. But I think I just went, that's it. I've had enough. <laughs> I, I do remember. Yeah. And I, I do remember feeling out of probably the hundreds, even thousands of people that we work with in that particular business with the training that we were giving, that you stood out amongst pretty much everyone else because each time you came to an event or a training or we got on a, what was google hangouts i think it was then was, before yeah. all this zoom stuff became fashionable yeah. but you always were there like what do i do next chris and susan what, what what can i learn next you were always wanting to take your learning to the next stage and i think that's perhaps something i'd like to ask you really is that how important do you think it is that you invest in your own personal development and skill sets to go to that next level if that's where you want to be? I think, yeah, I think there's just no excuse for it. You have to. Like, um, I wouldn't be where I am now without that. There's no way. Um, you know, you're either learning new skills because of what you need to apply and what you need to do in your business. Because um, I think, and especially a lot of people that leave the corporate space, you know, they're used to their particular skill set. And of course, we all know when you get into entrepreneurial, you wear about 20 different skill sets um, and it takes different, different skills. So I think that there's a skill element to it. You have to. Um, but like I said, I think that, you know, it's the personal development journey. It really is. And no matter what level you get to, you're always continuing. It's a continuous journey because, um, I always say it's like peeling an onion. Every time you get to one stage, you get to another layer, then something else hits you and you're like, darn, where did that come from? <laughs> so um, for me, it's very much like, yeah, I wouldn't be where I am without mentors like you when I first got started, you know, without people that have taken me through the journey of their successes. Um, and I think that if you don't invest, like people say, oh, coaches, coaches and things like that. But, you know, they are there because they help you get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like you said that for me, someone else that sees something in me that I don't see myself. And that's normally what a good coach would do. And, and you did definitely spark that with me. It was like, ah, oh, there's something in me. Now, it took me a while to find my thing. And I think that's the other thing. We're so used to overnight success. You know, we see these overnight success, don't we? And get rich quick and all this sort of thing. Um, and it, most, of the, most of the people you talk to, it doesn't happen that way. It takes you time to find your thing. It takes you time to find your own feet. Um, and it definitely did with me because, you know, I love the online space. Um, you know, getting into the internet marketing space with you guys and, and learning the skills and uh, looking at that industry. I was like, wow, I love the side of it. I love the leverage. I love the capacity of it. But I miss my business side. And then I was like, well, how can I start to combine that? You know, how can I take this back into a world of business that hardly tapping into this space? Um, and that was when I really started to find my thing. I was like, yeah, when I started to combine the worlds that I really loved. And that that leads me perfectly into my next question. You're very good. You're very good. You're not making it that easy for me. <laughs> so my next question I was thinking about as you were talking, and it leads beautifully, was how important then do you think, once you've invested in that personal development and the skill sets 
that you actually find something that you're really passionate about and an audience of people who are looking for what it is that you can show them what to do. So tell us where you are in in your journey now and how you've applied that. Yeah, cool. Yes, I think that definitely that, you know, spotting opportunities is really good. You need to understand you know, I always sort of say to people, you know, why does someone hire a coach? Why do they hire someone, anyone really, to get to buy for anything? And normally it's because they want to get somewhere faster. You know, whether they've got a problem they want solved, whether they, uh, whether it's even for entertainment, luxury, it's normally it's solving a problem. So for me, I was like, okay, I've got these internet marketing skills, which I really love and I love the leverage it can give me. But what I could spot was this opportunity in small businesses, which is what I'd been a part of in real estate for a long time, was, you know, they're not tapping into this. And yet all I hear all the time, I need more clients. You know, I need, um, you know, I, I don't have enough money. I'm not earning what I need to earn. And then I was like, well, actually, if you applied some of this internet marketing stuff to your business, then you actually would do that. Um, you know, and that's how I got into creating um, courses and programs and things like that because I was like all these people have a wealth of knowledge that they're sitting on Um, you know they sit in their little bubbles and I still see it today like I love my local networking locally but you do sit there going you've got all these knowledge and skills you could be sharing globally Um, and they're not they're still in their bubble of like oh is there a client down the street that wants me and I'm like but there's a world of like 20 million online and how many millions of people online that need your knowledge Um, and so for me it was bridging that gap it was like how can I help them take all that knowledge in their head and then literally formulate it into something that they can sell and whether that's to create another income stream or whether that's to create more just good quality clients you know people don't use the internet enough to generate good quality clients you know building assets like books and short courses and things like that bring you quality clients um, on a regular basis so it stops the roller coaster of most entrepreneurs and most business owners of not having clients honestly we could not agree with you more coming from our experience in management consultancy in, in the veterinary profession which obviously you know that's where we started we saw it the same at the time we were doing all of that the percentage of veterinary practices that didn't even have a website or any internet presence yet they had like this golden opportunity right then when the internet had come alive mm-hmm. was so scary and that's how we got into business online by learning skills from ourselves so we could teach it to our clients yeah because so, this is a thing it's free it's like this is why I still don't understand it's like you know one of the biggest ones that still amazes me when I talk to businesses on a daily basis is they still don't have a list I know. And I'm like, I can't understand that in this day and age after being in this industry for the last five or 10 years going, you still don't do the simple thing of collecting emails, you know, and it just amazes me. And then they sit there wondering why their business isn't growing or then, you know, they're not getting repeat business. You're like, well, you don't communicate with any of your clients. No. Um, and it's the simplest things. It's like you have all this amazing technology that's easy to use. It's simple now because, like, even, you know, imagine when you guys got started, you know, there would, would wasn't probably course platforms like there is now. No, nothing. To, you did it yourself. You yeah. Even, even <laughs> WordPress didn't exist oh, when we got it started. Not, no. That's, <laughs> that's really, really showing it now. No, no. We, we often talk about, like, the, the, how we nearly got divorced over a, a creating a website. 
website because so it was like so what did you like create your so website on? We used to have a piece of software that was on my laptop, if you like, or on my computer, and we built it there. And then you had to, they called it FTPing it up to the internet. No way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, see, yeah. that frees me out. I was trying to remember the other day what it felt like to not have internet. And oh. I'm like, I you know, it's like weird. I can't oh. remember. I remember dial-up. I remember being at home, even when I back, went back to Australia the first time. And I remember going back to my mum and dad's and sitting on dial-up and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't cope. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it, you'd hear it go bing, 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 yeah. bing, bing. Yeah. And then you just say hello and then you go, and then you start. Oh, it was awful. And because it's funny because with Australia, it's really weird because they're so far advanced in so many things. And yet the internet world, they're not at all. It's just amazing. Like so many businesses are not online yet at all. Like I just... It's yeah, crazy. it's a weird country for that because they, you know, when it comes to medical and you know so many other things, the banking industry that they're so far ahead of the game, and then yet they haven't embraced this whole world of. Te- I mean, like, mum, I think mum and dad have only got broadband in the last two years, and you're just like, I know it's a big country, but seriously, it should have been one of the biggest investments that that mm. they made. Mm. Um, you know, it's just yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, the differences between here and there. I said to mum, I don't think I'd be able to live without Amazon now. I know, not us. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but we just take it for granted. We get something delivered in like less than two days. It's yeah. Mum will take seven weeks to get something. You know, it's just, yeah, really different. Yeah. So you were working with small businesses. Yes. <clears throat> and now you've sort of morphed into something a bit different a slightly different market so maybe love to tell us how that happened who is your best audience that you really and truly if you could choose to work with who would they be yeah so my baby obviously for the last four years have been service-based businesses so they're the ones i've been helping where you know they're in a service industry whether it's a coach therapist i've worked with several property people um i've worked financial planners people like that so service-based industries where they've got a knowledge or skill and they want to scale so they want to stop trading that one-to-one time and then go into leveraging online so that's what I've been doing for the last four years Um, and what I've noticed over that time is especially around women and it's funny I always avoided the women's only market because I'm a bit of a man (laughs) I mean especially in my workplace I've always worked with men so I'm like I love the energy but what I've realized is there's this massive gap in women so um, women's wealth basically so we're looking at I hang out with incredible women who are making enormous money. Like, you know, you're talking, one of my friends has made six million in the last two years. Wow. Online. Yeah. And I, you know, there's so many people that are making amazing money that I'm surrounded with. And then I meet women every day who have incredible knowledge and skills and they're living paycheck to paycheck. Um, And some of them not even surviving that. And there's this, there's this big gap that's happening around women and wealth Um, But also in the UK alone, I was working with a financial planner, helping her with her course. And this is kind of what sparked it again in relation to kind of what I'm doing now was literally one in five women in the UK are going to be in poverty in retirement because they're not doing any wealth planning at all. They don't understand it. They don't know what it means. um, And they're not really planning for their retirement. And yet more and more women are by themselves. You know, we're separated. 
we're single, we're, you know, we're not having the traditional kind of husband to look after us as such, if you want to go back to those kind of roots. Well, um, let, let's stop there. This doesn't <laughs> look after her. Yeah, I was just going to ask you whether yours might be, be different. I'd be in trouble if I said don't, that. Don't let anyone know, but I just let him think he is. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, most women do, though, don't they, really? They like to let their husbands think they're in control. Yeah, exactly. But it, but it definitely is around the money situation. So even today, right. I, was, I was talking to two people the other day who do a lot of financial planning, a lot of financial management, and even they were saying today that women just don't keep even the basic book like I don't understand how to track their numbers they and you know especially I see it in business all the time you know they come in with a beautiful passion like you said that most most especially entrepreneurial space businesses are created by passion aren't they you know it's like whether it's a skill set whether it's a driver whether it's to help other people so you're coming in with that passion but they're not coming in with the business skills to go with it so they're not coming in with, and especially the financial skills um, and they're not thinking long term. They're just thinking immediate cash flow continually, which is great because obviously they want to build their businesses. Um, and, you know, um, I was sharing a statistic last night that the economic forum said that something like it's going to be 60 percent of all wealth in the UK is going to be owned by women by 2025. So it's a massive marketplace going on. So there's two things that I've done is I've tapped into, you know, like you said, you've got to spot opportunities. Yeah. The wealth market of women is growing hugely. There was a, um, a guy in the US that is one of the biggest financial companies or whatever brokers in the US turned around and said, if you're not gearing your business towards women owning and making decisions around money in the next five years, you will go bankrupt within 10 to 20 years. Wow. So because there is so much driver behind women at the moment, you know, there's things like um, the, I'm part of a perimenopause project, a massive menopause project. You know, women are embracing so much going on at the moment. So there's this big marketplace of women coming through. So, um, you know, I like to think outside the box. So I've been working with a mergers and acquisitions specialist. Um, and so I've taken my normal coaching business into the space of mergers and acquisitions. And I was like, OK, how can I grow faster without doing so much work? So there's two things I've done. One, I've taken shares of other people's businesses, which I never thought I would ever do. Um, and now I've got two hats on on other, other businesses, which are growing in the background and I'm steering it. I'm not working in it. But secondly, I was like, okay, how can I apply? So when you think about the, the other big market coming through, and I'm sure you're probably seeing this a lot, is... Um, um, legacy businesses so um, families that have had businesses for a long time their kids don't want them so there's this mass exit going on of entrepreneurs leaving businesses um, so I'm looking at in relation to my business going well okay how can I apply that strategy in my coaching business so I was like well do I want to retire in three years so what's my exit strategy if I want to do that um, and also creating big pots of money. You know, there's people selling businesses for three, 10, 15 million. Um, and I was like, okay, I want to apply that to what I'm doing. So Iconic Wealth for Women has launched around that concept to go, okay, I can see a marketplace that someone's going to want all my data, all my income, and all my business in the next three years if I build up this literally bank of women that are literally growing their income massively over the next five years. So I've applied a mergers and acquisitions concept to my coaching business. But more importantly, it's unleashed the passion around helping women around wealth. So um, Iconic Wealth for Women is what I'm going to be focused on for the next two or three years. 
Um, and it's looking at bridging the gap between where some of them are at the moment, can we help them elevate? Um, and also then look at the investment strategy. So look at the things that we're doing because diversification is going to be key. Like anyone knows diversification over the next four years is going to be massive. Um, swapping ideas. So the thing that sparked me, which is what I always love to do, is cross-pollinate different industries. So I have a knack for like going, like I said, when I went left real estate and got into coaching and in the online space, I was like, okay, how can I bring that back into the coaching space? Um, and that's when I started, like I said, creating courses for business owners. So I've done the same here to go, well, hang on a sec. You know, you've got all these people over here in property making lots of money. You've got people over here in trading making lots of money. You've got these online business space where girls, some of the girls are killing it. How can we cross-pollinate ideas to literally grow wealth? And whether that's to make a social impact, because I really want to do some big social projects, you know, how can we change society with it? But also just how can we, women are going to be the force over the next five, 10 years. So how can we all come together to support each other even more? Um, and so that's kind of how Iconic Wealth for Women was born, really. Wow, Amazing. that sounds incredible. So yeah. I'm guessing I'm guessing you've got plans for live events, virtual events, all kinds of things. Tell us a little bit about that before we yeah. finish off. I'm quite excited. Well, it's funny because, you know, I've always wanted to be Oprah. <laughs> yeah, I've done we all. But I, think, yeah. I, think, I don't really remember ever telling you that, but I always saw myself as Oprah because I always saw myself as a bit of a jack of all trades, but a master at none. But I love to bring people together. And it's weird. I've kind of been avoiding it in my business for the last five years. It's because I got into doing done with your projects, which I love, but I kind of got behind the scenes of stuff and doing tech and launches and things. I'm like, but I love to bring people together. So the, the focus of this is to start and spark conversation. That's the goal of it, the most important part of it. So we're holding roundtable discussions. So we're going to hold things like, you know, what's going on in the property space this month? You know, what's going on in the over 50 club? So we're going to definitely do something around, you know, starting your businesses in that generation. Yeah, like, um, So, you know, we're going to hold basically themed roundtable discussions so people can come in. And, and get their questions answered with experts, you know, literally ask for advice, um, start to think about, because again, it, for me, I want to be the little mini Oprah of women's wealth. That's what I want to be. Oh, honestly, that sounds fabulous. That I'm going to leave fun. this with yeah. a picture of you <laughs> instead of Oprah. Yeah. And actually, I remember we went to, um, uh, we were talking earlier before we started about Dan Priestley, and Dan Priestley was a big, influencing in our business going forward and I always remember him saying to us when we said oh we just want to quit our management consultancy and he got got one of these traditional napkin type things out like yeah. his dad does as well Andrew and he scribbled down he said what are you Mine, doing now mine's always blank paper. What, what's yeah. your business now and it was management in practice which was our brand for working in in management consultancy he said he wrote that down he said how much do you make out of that right multiple six figures okay what do you want to do? Well, we want to buy and develop our property in France. He wrote that down. He said, how are you going to do that? Okay, carry on working in our management consultancy business. He said, right, put some of that money away and save it towards what you want to do with that. And that's where it was completely, it, the whole seed was sown. And we knew at some point we would be able to step away from that because we built these other assets 
that would serve us in the future. Yes, we had some ups and downs because the recession came along and that doodle. <laughs> yeah, life still it happens. Does, <laughs> but yeah. it was the best advice yeah. ever. Yeah. And I think, you know, I love what you said and how you shared your journey and, and what you're doing now. And we'd love to ask you for uh, some words of wisdom before we close out. And we'll ask that in relation to, because you did touch on it, your 50 plus round table idea. Yeah. And that's very much who we are. Our brand is beyond 50 and everything, health and wealth and wellness, the whole thing. So how important do you think it is for people who maybe have their own business, who are self-employed, who may not have pension savings and assets in place to think now and get on board with creating some income streams that are going to allow them to develop and have a retirement that they really and truly want? I think it's a necessity. I don't think it's an option anymore. I think that, you know, if anyone's relying on a pension or relying on the government to support them, it's not going to happen. You know, um, I just do not believe they don't have the funds for it, especially not here in the UK. They don't. So if you're not doing it, you're just not going to live the lifestyle. And so for me, the, I think the, the big thing for me is very much like you're never too old. Like 100% believe that. You know, I've always said that. You're never too old to do anything. I've watched you guys. Incredible. I've always used you as stories sometimes. I'm like, but you should see these guys. They got me started, you know. Um, but um, I think that in, I think, but you have to think bigger. I think the, there's a thing. I think when you get to a certain age, you're um, risk averse. And I think sometimes you have to take risks. Um, mm. And I think that can be learning a new skill. It could also be just embracing your own knowledge and skills and getting the help that you need. So like you said, we were talked, I think originally the topic of this was going to be how to take your existing knowledge and turn it into, into an online coaching business. But, you know, even that one step alone, you know, the over 50 market has some of the most incredible knowledge they're sitting on. Mm. They're also quite often nurturers. They're very good at coaching people. They're very solid at mentoring you know they're very kind of really solid at um you know they've they've got the life experience that a lot of these other people don't have so they could very easily generate another six figures just from coaching coaching alone is one of the best things you can do um and it's just understanding going well what skills have I got what have I done what are my experiences so um my model is very simple it's plan it I understand who you're going to work with package yourself up in the right way that works for you no cookie cutter it's like it's got to work for you work a promotion strategy out and then obviously grow and make profits from there um you know and you can do it alongside your businesses I think that's the thing for me if you're struggling in your business or you're maybe thinking about a different direction or you just want some more leverage like you said um you know having another two thousand a month can be your retirement yes you know if you're investing it right and I think that's the thing I helped a um Here's a classic example. So I helped one of the local networking guys here get started with Collaborate MK. He already had the concept of it, but A, he was making it way too complicated, um, but he wasn't thinking big enough. Um, and I literally came in, read, redid his packages with him and said, okay, what could we do to grow it? Um, he has doubled what he expected to earn in the first year. Um, amazing but it's his retirement and this is the thing he goes Kylie I was just gonna you know play and sit and it's like now he's realized and he's actually got big plans now he's like really taken off but but again it's those little things that it doesn't have to be 
a massive shift in what you do or what you know. I just think the, the simple thing is to realize you've got the skills, you've got the knowledge, you've got the information, um, but you might need a bit of help maybe getting it out there. Maybe it's the tech that gets in the way, or maybe it's the, the strategy around, you know, you, you guys help with some of the promotion stuff. How do you go and turn that knowledge into cash flow? Um, and I think and not being scared to diversify. So there are ways to do things. You know, like one, one of my, my friends have built a 10 grand a month property portfolio, but they didn't find any of the properties. They paid for it instead. But now they've got this portfolio that brings them residual income. So, that's you know, it. I think that that's the thing. I think it's be open still. You'll right. play. You're young enough to still play. And I think that's the thing, you know, is is a lot of people go, yeah, get to that sort of in their 40s and 50s and go, oh, I've got nothing left. And it's like, no, it's just beginning. You know, you've got so many opportunities at the moment out there that, you know, you can change your circumstances in a very short space of time if you need to. Yeah. Oh, that's just to finish off. What about the fear factor? Oh, he had to bring that one in, didn't he? Yeah, but there is <laughs> you always think there's a fear yeah. factor there. I mean, of course, and especially to get a bit older, there's two things. I think one is um, you get very set in your ways. I don't know about you, but I have. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. And even now, like I, I'm in the online space and I'm in the tech space, and and I, I do loads of stuff. But I watch some people come through and just go, "What? What did you just do?" Like, and then I said the other day, I had a mum moment. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm a mum." <laughs> so you do you do cross over those stages of fear but I think that um you know I've always believed you know you know I lost my brother very young so I've always believed life is short you don't know whether you've got tomorrow or you haven't but you're here to live it and you know for me is like so many people wait for retirement and they shouldn't but it's because they won't take any risks now as well it's like sometimes you have to take risks like there's no one that succeeds if they don't take risks as simple as that and you're going to feel fear. There's Everything has fear around it. But if you're not stepping over the fear, just going, well, that's kind of cool. It's there. It's going to protect me. But I need to do something a bit different because otherwise I'm going to live like this for the next 20 years. And so many people need to be woken up. So many people are just living this everyday existence. They're waiting to die. I, I see so many people waiting to die. It's horrible. And I'm it? like, why? You're here to live. <laughs> like, and, and we all get stuck in ruts. Don't get me wrong. You know, I've got I got stuck in a rut after lockdown. I really struggled to come back out of lockdown a bit. Um, you know, so we all go through stuff. It's life, life still happens. But in general, you know, it's like go and try something new. Like even if it's just a step to do something different out of your comfort zone. I think that's the thing. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Oh, you know, that's, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. So I guess we've got to ask you something. This You Go didn't on. even know I was going to ask you this. We, <laughs> are in, uh-huh. we are in the middle of writing our next book, which is The Mindset Shift, which you remember was our very first, but this yes. is Mindset Shift, Living the Retirement Lifestyle. Oh, I love it. Would you be prepared to write a chapter for our book? Oh, my God, of course. I'd be honoured to write a chapter for your book. Because of I can listen to what you said today. I just think it's so important that people hear a story from somebody else's perspective, not just us. We can bang on about this all day, every day, because we've lived it, we've lived through it, we've lived through to the other side, and we know what we can do like you to help other people. But unless they hear somebody else have their perspective on it, which is what our podcasts are all about, they don't have that belief that they can. Yeah. We have to show that we have belief in them, like we said at the beginning, until they have that belief in themselves. 
I'd love to, and I'd love to introduce you to Tim to the guy in Collaborate, because I just think, hey, you'd get on well with him. But I think, you know, another story to share is someone that Absolutely. started something. Absolutely, I ask you. Yeah, because yeah, he that. really thought he was just going to plod and, you know, plod along, and it's like yeah. all of a sudden he's got this spark, and it was just crazy where it's gone yeah. from there. So, um, yeah, I, I love that. I, I mean, I would be, to- you know, be totally honoured to write a chapter in your book. Oh, well, no thank you. No, that would be yeah. absolutely it's like kind of gone full circle it's fun (laughs) we have (laughs) known each other for so long I love it yeah it's been a fabulous well we've gone a bit over our usual 30 minutes but it was so (laughs) important no you were delivering such such value to our audience so we really appreciate it Kylie but we're going to close down this little chat and we'll have you back for another one because I know you've got some more to add so thank you everyone for watching listening Um, Thank you, Kylie, for joining us. And we will see you on another episode of Living the Retirement Lifestyle. Thank you so much. Bye. This is the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley. 